With the heel of his hand, Sutri cleared a small window in the frosted glass and peered out at the few figures receding along the walks. Fellow citizens in this bewintered city, a passing rack of hot neon washed his own sad countenance from the glass. He leaned his head against the cold pane, watching pedestrians toil from pool to pool of lamplight, trailing wisps of vapor, bent figures, homebound. He could smell the old varnished wood of the sash and the brass of the catches. The trolley slowed and surged forth again. Cars passed below, a rumpling sound of tires over the bricks. The buildings dropped away. They were going by a frozen mud flat, lunar, naked, spored with fossil dog tracks. Under the billboard lights, small sprawling mica constellations. The light wires slunk past in shallow convections, pole to pole, and the loneliness rode in his stomach like an egg. Bell chained. This archaic craft grinding to a halt. People shuffling out through the folding door, a wet pneumatic hiss clanking into motion once again. Your face among the brown bags, old lady, waiting to cross, blinking at the transit of these half-empty frames slapping past. Beyond in a yellow-lit house window, two faces fixed, expectant, and forever in some domestic bakery. Rapid is progress who petrifies these innocents into stony history. It swung past the deserted park, the midway, the ferris wheel like a burnt-out armature, standing black and cold against the farther street lamps. The trolley heeled hard by a brick wall and went rattling down an alleyway, where scrawled fucks and rainwashed chalk flashed past the window the crackling blue stroboscope of the antenna. They wheeled through a long car barn and pulled to a stop with dimming lights. End of the line, buddy, the driver called back. I'll just ride on back to town with you, Sutri said. Well, you'll have to come up here and put a token in the box. I thought you could ride as far as you wanted on one token. Not on this streetcar. Sutri rose and made his way down the aisle, his eyes studying the floor for a chance of coin or token among the match stems and gum wrappers. Listen, he said, can't I just ride on back? Fares is one way, said the driver. I don't have another token. They're five for thirty cents. Or you can put in a dime. I don't have any money. Oh well, said the driver. He reached and got his little leather bag and rose. This would be a pleasant world if everybody could just ride and ride. He descended the steps with a satchel and crossed through the dim electric gloom of the terminal toward the dispatch office. Sutri went out to the street. A few car lights came owl-like from the murk and receded. He stood beneath a street lamp with his thumb out. 
his thin coat, he was cold to the bone in moments. The streetcar hove from the car barn and sucked by the soft yellow bore of the headlamp when trundling past. Blacks nodding in their window strips. A trolley of dolls were frozen dead. Sutri, with one foot in the gutter, glared numbly after the helmless driver and the spring-worn trucks moaned and lolled on their shackles, and a blue tail star clicked along the wires, and the trolley drew away into the night. He gripped his thighs through the, his threadbare pockets and set off along the weedy walkway. The lights of Knoxville quaked in a faint penumbra to the west, as must the ruins of many an older city, seen by, seen by herders in the hills, by barbaric tribesmen shuffling along the roads. Sutri, with his miles to go, kept his eyes to the ground, maudlin and muttersome in the bitter chill under the lonely land.